Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pin for Pin podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Atkinson, and we just finished up the last week of the regular season of collegiate bowling. And boy, it had a bunch of last chance tournaments, everybody vying for their spot, climbing up the rankings, doing what they need to do to win, and trying to secure at-large bids, top 80 bids, trying to win one last tournament before the big dance. And so I'm so excited to get right into it. And we got an amazing lineup of double-digit tournaments to go over. So as I always say, let's get started. The first tournament on the list is the SCAD Collegiate Shootout 1 and 2. We'll start with the women in the Collegiate Shootout 1. So in first place, we had Emanuel College with a total of 4,773. Second place, Weber International making a strong showing with 4,646. And then Savannah College of Art and Design, that's what SCAD means, Savannah with a score of 4,607. And then in fourth and final place, SCAD Atlanta with a total of 4,172. In the SCAD Collegiate Shootout 2, Savannah College of Art and Design, Savannah won. And again, Weber did not win, which goes to show just because you're a traditional powerhouse doesn't mean there's not good schools that can beat you. Savannah College of Art and Design, Savannah won with a total of 4,846, while Weber came in second place with 4,687, and Emanuel College rounding at the top three with a total of 4,582. For the men... Weber International won with a total won the first collegiate shootout with a total of 5291 SCAD Savannah came in second place with a total of 5109 Emanuel College came in third place with a total of 4849 and then Belmont Abbey in fourth place with a strong 4548 in the second SCAD collegiate shootout, Weber International again was at the top of the charts with a total of 5,651. Then Savannah College of Art and Design finished with a total of 5,486. Emanuel College finished in third place while Belmont Abbey was in fourth place. So congratulations to Weber International for winning that event in the men's section both times. And congratulations to Savannah College of Art and Design Savannah, as well as Emanuel College for having great wins. Right now we got the SWIBC3 team standings for the women. So first we have Stephen F. Austin, who won this event with a total of 6,172, but Wichita State was hot on their tail in second place with a total of 6,164, which is only an eight-point deficit. But it was really a 
three-horse race because Louisiana Tech University came in third place with a total of 6,126. So any of these teams could have won this event. It was very, very competitive in terms of total points. And that rounds out the top three. When you go down further, you got Newman University. You have Barton Community College in fifth place. And then the other participants were Oklahoma Christian University, West Texas A&M. They were a school that recruited me early on. And they're a great program out there in West Texas. So if you're in the West Texas area, you know, feel free to talk to the coach. He's a very nice person. And I'm sure that they will provide you with the opportunity to bowl collegiately. And then in last place, we have University of Texas San Antonio. Now for the men, there were 11 participants in the men's tournament with Wichita State coming in first place with a total of 6,625. And they had a commanding lead. Newman University came in second place with a total of 6,281, which is a 344-pin deficit. So Wichita State, while they weren't cruising, they were in the driver's seat for pretty much the entire tournament. In third place, you have University of Texas San Antonio, who was not as good on the women's side in terms of team placing, but on the men's side, they had an excellent showing. In fourth place, Arizona State University, a great program in Tempe, Arizona. Oklahoma Christian University, rounding out the top five. Then some teams that weren't mentioned in the women's portion, Texas Tech University and Texas A&M University. And in 11th place, you have Dallas Baptist University. For the SWIBC4 event for the women, Wichita State won with a total of 6,446, while Stephen F. Austin came in second place with a total of 6,330. And rounding out the top three is Louisiana Tech University with a total of 6,224. Now it was mostly the same teams as it was in the last event and in pretty much the same order, just a little mix-up at the bottom. You have teams like Oklahoma Christian University and West Texas A&M some of the notable names in there. For the men, Wichita State won this event with a total of 6,586, with Newman University coming in second place with a total of 6,071, and then Oklahoma Christian coming in third place with a total of 5,843. So again, Wichita State having a commanding lead ahead of the rest of the field. Great effort all in all to all teams. And we look forward to seeing what is next for Wichita State and all the other teams that competed in this tournament.
Moving on to the Ohio Bowling Conference Championships for the women, Northern Kentucky University took home the gold with a total of 4,230, while Shawnee State University was oh so close but came in second place with a total of 4,213. Muskegon University came in third place with a total of 4,118. Great season for the Muskies out there in Ohio. In fourth place, Tiffin University had a total of 3,855. And rounding out the top five was University of Northwestern Ohio, who started hot, very hot, during the first portion of the season. The rest notable names in there was Robert Morris University, PA, University of Rio Grande. There's only nine uh, participants in the field, but it was mainly a three-horse race with the top three teams being Northern Kentucky University, Shawnee State, and Muskegon. For the men, however, University of Northwestern Ohio claims the conference championship with a total of 4,958, which, again, when I stated earlier, both men and women's programs start off really hot at the beginning of the year, and the University of Northwestern Ohio men's team was able to clinch the conference championship. Muskegon University was in second place with a total of 4,810, while Shawnee State University rounded out the top three with a total of 4,597. On the outside looking in was Robert Morris University of Pennsylvania and Walsh University who rounded out the top five. So congratulations to the University of Northwestern Ohio men and congratulations to the Northern Kentucky University ladies. Moving right along to the AHBA championships, it was Lawrence Technology University winning the entire tournament. So congratulations to them for the women's side, I might add with a total of 6,308. Wright State University came in second place with a total of 5,866. And rounding out the top three was Alma College with a total of 5,723. So it was a great week. You had a pretty good field of 10 teams. And then Lawrence Technology just took it to the field. They were ahead by 442 points, and so they were your champions. So congratulations to the Lawrence Technology University women. Now for the men, it was Lawrence Technology winning both. It was Lawrence Technology taking home the gold with a total of 6,383, and Concordia University coming in second place by a difference of 46 pins. Rounding out the top three was Wright State University with a total of 6,216. 
So congratulations to Lawrence Technology for winning conference championships in both the men's and women's divisions. The next tournament we have on the list is the Columbia 300 Western Shootout, one and two. For the shootout number one, the Tusculum women won this event with a total of 4,646. With the field being only eight teams, it was imperative that they win this to bring up their team ranking. Notable names in this section were Notre Dame College, Davenport University, and Calumet College of St. Joseph. For the Columbia 300 Western Shootout 2 varsity women's standing, Judston University won with a total of 4,879, while the University of Alabama Birmingham came in second with a total of 4,738, and Tusculum University came in third, only just behind University of Alabama with a total of 4,723. Again, Calumet College on the outside looking in to the with a fourth place finish, but that's for the women. For the men, the Calumet College of St. Joseph team won with a total of 5,045 and Justin University came in second with a total of 4,917. Tusculum came in third place, Notre Dame College came in fourth place, and Lincoln Memorial making a great appearance in fifth place. Other notable names would be Davenport University and Bellarmine University, a great school in Kentucky, I was actually recruited there to wrestle, not to bowl, but to wrestle. But their bowling team is a great bowling team who has much, much potential. For the Columbia 300 Western Shootout 2 men's portion, Notre Dame College took home the gold with a total of 5,481 with Huntington University and Calumet College of St. Joseph in the second and third slot, respectively. Lincoln Memorial came in sixth place, while Tusculum came in fifth place. And at the number 10 spot, we had Campbellsville University, Heronsburg. So congratulations to all the teams who competed in the Columbia 300 Western Shootout, both one and two. And congratulations to all the fantastic champions that competed in this event. Now it's time for our tournament of the week. For the women's tournament of the week, it was the Five Seasons Classic. Mount Mercy University won this event with a total of 8,115. St. Ambrose University came in second place with a total of 7,813. And third place was Lindenwood University with a total of 7,540. There were 13 teams in this event. Mainly, they were Iowa schools, Iowa Central Community College, Iowa Western Community College, St. Ambrose, Mount Mercy, 
Clark, Hawkeye Community College, all colleges in Iowa. But we had some more colleges there. Coe College, which is actually a first-year program, had a decent showing, finishing with a total of 6,270. And yes, this just further solidifies the top spots. I think the top four teams here have done really awesome this season, especially Mount Mercy and St. Ambrose, but Lindenwood and Clark have had fantastic seasons as well. And we, I can't wait to see how this all shakes out in the postseason. For the men's tournament of the week, it was again the five seasons classic. We had McKendry storm in and take the first spot with a total of 8,167, but Wisconsin Whitewater was not far behind with a total of 8,077, only a 90-point differential from taking the top spot. Wisconsin Whitewater has had a tremendous, fantastic, stupendous, whatever adjective you want to use to describe their season, but it was phenomenal. They've been at the top of the charts all year, and I can see that they can be a national powerhouse more than they already are. They've been consistently in the top 10 each and every week and each and every season. And I think that they have a bright future. They have Nate Purchase coming along, which is a great addition to their team, but they already have a strong team so far. So I just can't wait to see what happens to them in the postseason as well. To round out the top five, we have Iowa Center Community College, Mount Mercy University, and Lindenwood University. St. Ambrose is on the outside looking in. And yes, there were eight, there were 18 teams here. A shout out to Upper Iowa University. Glad to see them compete. And yes, so this was the final tournaments of the week. And then we'll get into the postseason, which every week will be fantastic. While those tournaments were tournament of the week, I had excluded one tournament, which was the NAIA National Championships. Because they're the National Championships, I thought it'd be an unfair advantage since they're so huge. But I'd like to extend the special congratulations to the Indiana Tech women for bringing home the NAIA National Championship. And I would like to say congratulations to St. Francis for winning the men's NAIA Championship. Both teams have looked extremely good this year, and I can't wait to see how far they will go in the USBC Team Championship race. Well, it's time to look at the rankings. And so we'll start with the women. For this final set of rankings, Mount Mercy University retains the number one spot with having a 236 PowerPoint lead over the number two team. It's been a dominant season for them. They've had a great year and they're going to do great things. Wichita State dethrones North Carolina A&T to take the number two spot after previously being in fifth. North Carolina only moves down one spot, though, so not so bad being in third. University of Pikeville 
is in number four, while Lawrence Technology University makes up the top five. University of St. Francis is in there, again with Indiana Institute of Technology, St. Ambrose, Mount Mercy, Weber University, Midland University, and Newman, all teams in the top 15. You got Lindenwood in the top 17, along with McKendry being in 20th. And then you have Ottawa University, Kansas, who had a great showing at the NIIA championship. Alma College in there. And rounding at the top 25 is St. Xavier University. Now, as we look at some of the teams, we notice that teams like Muskegon, Shawnee State University, Sacred Heart University, Drury have all had good seasons but are ranked kind of low. So I'm pretty sure that most of them will, since they're in the top 80 rankings and they've had good seasons, they'll be able to get in on the selection show. But we shall see. Some teams that are on the outside looking in, Robert Morris University, Pennsylvania, they're in 83rd. So they might be able to get a spot. But Barton Community College is the team that's holding the 80th place in the rankings for the women. For the men, however, it's a different story. Calumet College of St. Joseph has been on fire this year. They've been winning everything. And the only team that's been able to rival them in terms of winning so far is Wisconsin Whitewater, who is currently holding the number two slot, which is fantastic for them. Marion University was having a fantastic year as well. This Marion University, Indiana, which is your top three. You got Wichita State, who climbed back up after being kind of gone for most of the season. Had, even though they've won, they weren't really highly ranked. They were kind of out there, but pushed through to the end. They were actually in 12th place last week, and now they've moved up to number four. St. Ambrose University has been doing well, even though they moved down three slots. They're still in the top five and still one of the best programs out there located in Iowa. Another Iowa school, Mount Mercy University, holding on to the number eight spot, while Newman University is in the sixth place spot. Weber International University still holding on to that 11th spot. Haven't really changed, even though they did won. They did win the SCAD collegiate shootout. University of Northwestern Ohio had a great season. McKendry University moving up eight slots to crack the top 15 in 13th place. And the holder for 15th is University of Pikeville. So congratulations to the top 15. Other notable names in the top 25, Arizona State, Ottawa University, Kansas, Notre Dame College, Emanuel College, William Penn University, all great, great, great schools. And as we look at who we think could be in it. You got Lords University, Davenport University, Adrian College, all good teams that will get in. Siena Heights University with a 67th place ranking. They're a fantastic team. 
Upper Iowa University, Coach DuPaul and them doing a fantastic job in 70th place. And looking at it, Viterbo University doing fantastic in 80th place. But you got to wonder, will Wattberg College or Lincoln College snag a spot, even though they're in 81st and 82nd, maybe difficulty of competition or difficulty of schedule will propel them into a postseason bid. But we'll just have to wait to see. I'm sure all of the colleges out there have done everything they could to get their athletes a fantastic season and all the athletes put it all on the line. So I really hope that it goes everyone's way. I know there can only be 16 for the NCAA title, and I know there can only be top 80 for the USBCs, but I'm just really proud of all the college bowling that's gone on. They've struggled. They've been through hardship with the short season, and it's been really good seeing all the teams compete this year. With that said, both selections have been made for the NCAA Women's Bowling Championship as well as the USBC Team Championship. So we'll start with the NCAA Championship. Your top 16 that will be vying for the 2021 Collegiate Women's Bowling Championships are Arkansas State University, Delaware State University, Duquesne University, Farland Dickinson University, Louisiana Tech University, McKendry University, Madeline College, Mount St. Mercy University, North Carolina A&T, Prairie View A&M University, Roberts Wesleyan College, Sacred Heart University, got recruited to them to wrestle, fantastic school up in New England. Sam Houston State University, University of Nebraska, Vanderbilt University, and Youngston State University. So congratulations to all of these participants. They've had a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic season and they've all earned this. Now, one notable team that was not named was last year's champion, Stephen F. Austin. Unfortunately, they did not make the top 16 and therefore are not eligible to repeat as champions. But we do have former champions in the mix with McKendry, Sam Houston State, and University of Nebraska. So all these teams will be duking it out in order to get NCAA gold. Now the USBC Intercollegiate Team Championship sectionals have been selected. And as you would expect, lots of the top 80 teams got in and they were well-deserved. Remember, this happens April 17th through 18th at Stardust Bowl 
which is in Addison, Illinois, USA Bowl, which is in Dallas, Texas, Samirin Bowling Center, which is in Samirin, Tennessee, and Pulkin Lane South, which is in Dayton, Ohio. Great, great locations. The Intercollegiate Singles Tournament will go in conjunction with the team tournament. So while people are vying for team championships, they also want that individual gold. So be on the lookout for results from that, and we'll see what happens there. But this has been a fantastic show. Lots of interesting information. I'll give a recap of the Masters next episode, as well as anything interesting happening on in the collegiate bowling world. I'll be looking to get some coaches on soon since the season is going into the postseason and postseason and beyond. So if there's any coaches listening, I'd be more than happy to have you on my podcast to build the platform and help increase the sport of bowling, especially on the collegiate level. So thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a good week. Remember, the levels of success are good, better, best, so never let it rest till you're better than the best. See you all next week.